Yeah, there will be balls of steel an hour or three after J-Book. The angelic tones of Ole Miss Evie with us. Talking about the Egg Bowl, but Evie, yeah, Ole Miss beat Louisiana Monroe easily 35-3. to Here's what caught me post-game. The Rebel Walk tweets, Jackson Dart says he's not sure about his future. That caught me a little off guard. Yes, it did. Uh, good morning. Well, so last Friday I came on and, and told everybody how in his weekly radio show on Thursday, Kiffin said he had talked to Dart and Dart was going to be back. And then uh, come Saturday, <clears throat> that was the first time we'd had a chance to talk to Dart since Kiffin said that. And he basically said, not so fast, my friends, but just <laughs> just basically said that uh, he's not deciding anything right now, um, going to wait till the end of the season, you know, all that. I still expect Dart to come back. Um, I don't know if it's just a matter of, let's face it, in this day and age of NIL, you know, you, you lose a little leverage if, you, <laughs> if you're not out there saying, hmm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, and you're the quarterback who's having a good season. So I do expect him to come back, but that was very interesting what he said. It's supposedly, allegedly, a deep quarterback draft, which might be in his best interest. Absolutely. I, I think um, even the you know the, the biggest Jackson Dart fans out there feel like it would it would be good for him to come back for his final season and just because you're right it's a loaded class and um, just think that it would would benefit him not coming out yet I also like the uh, quote that you guys had from Walker Howard in the post game where he said he's going to have grandkids by the time he gets the quarterback job there nice quote from him Oh, <laughs> well, I tell you, um, it, it is a deep room, and I tell you what, you know, I'm still, I'm still looking at um, the the baby of the group, the 17 year old Austin yeah, I Simmons. I still, I still want to see him play. He's going to be shaving by the time he gets that job. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or maybe have his driver's license. I don't know, either one. Going into the Egg Bowl, obviously this is historic. That game's historic. I think it's vastly nationally underrated. What's the concern about Ole Miss being such an overwhelming favorite? Well, um, I tell you what, I think a couple of things. I think, you know, Mississippi State needs to win this game to be bowl eligible. I think that's a big deal for them. They've got Will Rogers back at quarterback after missing a big part of the season. Um, it is in Starkville. There will be plenty of cowbell <laughs> ringing. <laughs> um, and, and like you say, you just can't underestimate the fact that it is a rivalry game. And it's a, I mean, man, it's a tough one. You know, 90 miles apart in the state of Mississippi, and it is a tough one. It is, uh, you know, I, I, I think Ole Miss fans have, you know, we're, it's not just uh, we want to have a great season, but I don't know how you have a great season if you don't beat Mississippi State. So I, I really think that, you know, there are a lot of things in Mississippi State, even though Ole Miss is an overwhelming favorite, like we say, you know, their quarterback back, their, their interim coach really had them motivated against Southern Miss this last Saturday. So 
Uh, Ole Miss's offensive line is really banged up. They were missing both their tackles uh, against ULM, and it it showed. So, um, you know, I don't think it's a, a given. Well, and their motivation is just to completely ruin Ole Miss's season. Not only do you lose this rivalry <laughs> game, but you don't get to 10 wins regular season. Oh, absolutely. And as we've talked before, you know, they also, Ole Miss has the opportunity to get uh, reach 11 wins if yes. they beat them and win a bowl game for the first time ever in school history. So, oh, absolutely, I know that they would take delight in that. And, you know, I mean, they they struggled this year, but this is a team, you know, I don't know if folks remember, but the late Mike Leach had them, you know, they finished 8-4 and four under him and then 9-4 and four with the interim coach in the bowl game. They, you know, they finished number 20 in the AP poll. I mean, they... You know, so they've got they've got some solid pieces there. Maybe I worded that question poorly. Jim and Jupiter is Dart talking about going to the NFL or transferring? No, 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 no. Just, just he'd go to the NFL, but he just kind of left it open ended post game. Right, right. He did, and you know, again, it caught a lot of people's attention, like yours. Uh, that was really a lot of ears perked up then. But I, I think maybe you know, he just—I mean, he's smart. It's smart in this day and age to say that and to say you want to, you know, just look at things at the end of the season and you're not thinking about it now. So you know, it was funny because Kiffin said. Saturday, you know, he was asked about that, and he said, yeah, I should have let, you know, Jackson speak for himself and uh, such as that. And he said, you know, right after the the weekly radio show that they have at a local restaurant there in Oxford, you know, he said, I reached out to Jackson. So I think, you know, Lane was probably thinking, uh-oh, maybe I, 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 I shouldn't have said that. He just said that was a conversation between me and him, and I was a little caught off guard. And, you know, when he's ready to talk about that, he will. So... How much does Ole Miss and Mississippi State clash in football recruiting? Um, well, <clears throat> a lot. This year, this year maybe not as much just because Ole Miss seems to be doing a really good job in-state. There are a lot of in-state top defensive linemen this year that have chosen to go to Ole Miss, but – you know, they're, they're definitely always going to be players who, um, you know, are looking at both. There's one right now, a receiver from Starkville, Braylon Burnside, um, plays receiver and safety. I think Ole Miss is looking at him as a receiver. And, you know, so Ole Miss loves nothing more than to try and, and get a player out of Starkville, a la, you know, A.J. Brown, probably the most famous one. But, um, you know, historically – it's uh, maybe been a little bit more than it is right now, and I, I guess that just happens when one is maybe doing a little better than the other. But pretty, you know, pretty pretty big battle. You know, you've got kids kids going to you know visiting both schools, and so it can it it can get pretty heated. You know what I don't seem to see as much of. I know back in the late eighties, nineties, and and until about eight ten years ago. Mississippi junior college football was just so loaded, and it probably still is. It's just I don't hear about it because of the transfer portal and teams going and getting players from the portal at the expense of not taking JUCO kids. Is that a item now in the state of Mississippi, for example, when Ole Miss is recruiting? Uh, 
Well, you know, there's no doubt that they're that they're looking at uh, more in the portal than perhaps JUCO. And you're right. I mean, Mississippi still has some really, really strong JUCO teams and players. And I do think that the portal has has hurt uh, some of their chances. And you know, Kiffin has talked about that. It's it's when you can go and get a transfer portal player that you have actually been able to see against, you know, division one power five competition, it's, you know, it's easier to make that decision than it is to get a JUCO player and get him in. And if you're going to need, you know, time to adjust, whereas you kind of know some of these portal guys can just hit the ground running. So I do think that they're just every bit as strong in the state of Mississippi as they have been. I just think it's tougher with that portal. To back up what Evie was talking about, if you look at the top six, seven ranked players in Ole Miss, one through six, all of them are defensive linemen except that big running back, Daniel Hill. They're all defensive linemen. One of them actually is committed to Auburn, the top guy, but all the others are committed to Ole Miss. Right. I think, you know, some of that is the the Pete Golding effect. You know, Pete Golding came in and immediately got, you know, five-star Suntarian Perkins to commit to Ole Miss. And, um, you know, I think he had been obviously leaning towards Ole Miss, but I think getting Golding in really sealed the deal. And a lot of these, you're right, these top defensive linemen, uh, Cam Franklin, Jeffrey Rush, I mean, a lot of those kids, uh, I think – this class in terms of the defensive line for Ole Miss from the state of Mississippi, I think some of those are going to be some difference makers in the future. Mike the Mad Dog in Noonan, Georgia, says, I'm curious, does the Egg Bowl trophy go back and forth to the winner each year, or is there a new trophy? (laughs) Yes, it does, and that's the funny thing. You know, we saw – I guess the last time when uh, Matt Corral was there and Ole Miss won the trophy and there were these, you know, pictures of Kiffin and Corral on the bus with the trophy, you know, just sitting there with it. And um, Kiffin talked about that after after the game Saturday. He just he came right out and said, we screwed it up last year. And so Ole Miss, you know, I think it was 24-22, and we, we went for a two-point conversion, you know, a shovel pass on a two-point conversion. I mean, it just it was a disaster right. and lost the game. And Kiffin mentioned, you know, he said, we screwed that up. We, we're, we need to get that trophy back. And so I think, I think Kiffin wants this one pretty bad for a, a lot of reasons. When's the last time you had a Thanksgiving at home where you didn't have to work? Oh. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's I can't remember. I mean, I guess probably probably ten or fifteen years, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it'll be a it'll be a long night, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good night. But you know, it's funny because when I had uh, little Emily Grace, we had her at at. Um, in Oxford at the LSU game. That's my six-year-old granddaughter. And we took her to the stadium or took her to the uh, campus the next day just to walk around. And she said, I want to see the Rebel Walk Stadium. So that made me pretty excited. It wasn't Vaught Hemingway for a day. It was the Rebel Walk Stadium. Evie, maybe five seconds. Anything new on the A&M job? Uh, not that I heard of. You know, I saw Ross York say he's heard a lot of names out there, a lot of smoke, and that he's not going to dispel any of that. Sure. So, I don't know. Evie, we'll see you next week. Okay, thank you, Bill.
the angelic tones right there. Ole Miss evening. J-Book top of hour three. Yes, both still after that in hour three. I'm the Nashville Hotel. <laughs>